Good evening, my friends. It has been a strange night. I'm not sure how to tell it. Let's see. Travel back with me to when it began. I don't feel like sitting and telling you about the past. I would like to, rather, experience it with you. Whoever you are. Let's go. Take a deep breath in. Hold it for just a moment. Now let it go. We are there. It is yesterday's sunset now, and we are in my forest. Though there is snow, it is warm. The sky is so warm, and the sun was very generous today. And now, as it begins its descent, it offers all the deep orange comfort it can possibly muster. As it passes through the trees on its way down, they cast shadows across the amber snow, long, thin, and fearsome. Suddenly it feels as if you and I are no longer alone. Our shadows are joined by hundreds of others, so suddenly and so strangely. It's all right. They're only trees. And yet I cannot really shake the fear. Why? Let's sit down and find out. I shuffle my cards. Though I do not look up to see you, trust that I know you are here in some capacity or other. I shuffle, 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 my eyes down, sometimes closed, as my hands work easily without them. I don't say it aloud, but I ask the cards, what am I afraid of? Because I am afraid of something, clearly. Something has brought me to this place at sunset. And no matter how warm the sun is, and no matter how benign the shadows of the trees are, I feel afraid. I just don't know why. I draw the King of Swords. I will remind you that three episodes ago, when I told you a story for the King of Swords reversed, I told you that I was afraid of the King of Swords. So this is a little funny. On the one hand, I suppose the cards are simply telling me what I told them three episodes ago. On the other hand, I did forget that I am afraid of the King of Swords. It is true. And so the cards are not lying. They never do, anyway. I sit quietly for a long while, and I think... As the sun continues to fall and the wind grows colder and the shadows grow longer, I sit. There's no rushing these things, even as the night grows more frightening. You think that you hear a great crash, a large splash, a shift in the air, coming from the direction of the frozen lake. I do not look up even still though I begin to shuffle the cards again nervously. 
my gaze still on the King of Swords sitting on the snow. You are sure that you see someone moving among the trees behind me. Flashes of a faint white glow. A face that is stern and evaluating, hidden among immensely long locks of wet hair, freezing in the night's chill into icicles that hang at his waist. As he moves smoothly, feet not touching the ground at the speed of the breeze, those icicles click-clack together. And yet I still do not look up. I shuffle the cards in my hand, waiting for some kind of sign. And three other cards pop out together as though offering help. You think that perhaps you ought to warn me when you see the dripping wet yet frozen figure come out of the trees and glide slowly towards me, my back to him. You see his crown? His crown is silver. No. Heavier. Something like pewter. Something that ought to weigh his graceful head down. Especially with those icicles hanging from his hair. And yet they do not. Instead, he keeps his head held up very high. He can bear the weight, and even still float on the wind. He is behind me now. You needn't worry about warning me, my friend. Even though he has a huge, heavy sword in his hand, held easily up towards the sky. I know. I'm afraid too. But it's all right. I'm just asking my cards to help me understand. Why is he here? What does he want? Why is he here? I ask, silently. The three cards that jumped out without provocation are the Knight of Cups, the Wheel of Fortune, the Three of Wands. An offer, good fortune, an opportunity. I don't really understand fully, but I don't need to. All I need to know is that the cards seem to think he'll lead me to something positive. At the very least, change. And perhaps you know, if you've listened to me in this or in my other forms, you know that I adore change. Or at least I strive to embrace it. In that spirit I stand and I turn to face him. I see. The King of Swords, my friends. Let me tell you about him. Last time I drew this card, when I drew him reversed, I forgot to tell you what that meant. Perhaps because I am afraid of him and reversed, he is horrific. But now that I look at him proud and upright, I feel that perhaps I can tell you about him now. He represents power, but a strong, noble power. Leadership, authority, intellect. He wields his strength always towards truth and justice. He does not command, but rather attracts respect. Through his inner confidence, his patience, and his conviction. Perhaps a little emotionally distant, he is an agent of logic and objectivity. 
That I do not exactly relate to, but I respect it. But he frightens me, this king. He always has. Even before I knew him. Even before I knew he could stand face to face with me. Not quite, for he is quite tall and I am not. And he is floating in the air and I am rooted to the earth. But you know what I mean. I have always been afraid of him. I know, he says, his lips unmoving and his eyes unblinking. He looks a little familiar, tall and dark and gaunt. I would say that he looks very much like someone else I feared in another life, only that there is a great difference between them. This one does not smile. He does not mock. He commands respect because he offers it. This one is true, and therefore I can fear and love him all at once. Why do you haunt the wind? I ask. I do not, he answers. Why do you haunt my forest? I ask. I do not, he answers. Why do you haunt me? I ask. Because you asked me to, he answers. I did not. I answer. He drops his sword to the ground and presses his palms against his eyes. I only realize now for the first time that his eyes have been closed this entire time. He inhales deeply as though trying not to reveal just how angry he is. When he releases his hands to his sides, he exhales gently and is calm once more. He opens his eyes and they are white and illuminated from within. Do not lie, he says. As I feel angry, humiliated, self-conscious and vulnerable, I press my feet into the ground, past the snow, into the dead grass. I shut my eyes and inhale deeply, and that feeling, that feeling is taken from me through my feet and into the earth. Those feelings were false feelings, and I, like him, am also true. As I exhale, I open my eyes and I show him how they reflect yellow light themselves. I brought you here because I wanted to meet you because I am afraid of you. He thinks about this for a moment, before he nods. Why are you afraid of me? He asks, genuinely curious. It occurs to me now that I do not think you, who is still here watching whoever you are, cannot actually hear either of our voices. What is it that you see and hear instead, I wonder? Anyway, why are you afraid of me? He asks, genuinely curious. I look at him tall and proud, crowned and strong, able to bear so much on his great shoulders, and yet still be able to hover off the ground. I see the determination in his eyes, and the power he commands. 
I sigh, despite myself, and I answer, Because I want to be you. He smiles a little, but he says again, Do not lie. I smile a little. It is true. I would be bored if I had to be so strong, so dominant, so stoic, so in control as this spirit. He is very skilled that he can be all of those things, and yet still be a spirit of the air. And yet here I am, chaotic and mischievous and quite silly sometimes, and perpetually and deliberately confusing fiction and reality. And I am still a spirit of the earth. I change my mind. I brought you here because I wanted to. Look at you. How could I not? You are a spirit of the highest quality. Terrifying and beautiful and ghastly and elemental and human yet not all at once. Is it my fault that I wanted to meet you myself, rather than lose you in a story? Someone as impressive as you should not be hidden away in fiction? Someone like you should be in reality, in the world. I know that flattery shouldn't work on someone like this, but this is not flattery. He knows I am speaking honestly. You do too now. Can I not say the same about you? He asks. I turn around and I look at you now. For you probably know better than I do whether I am lost in fiction or in the real. Out in the world, in reality. But I have to be honest and say that you cannot answer me. You can only witness me in this moment. Thank you for trying, though. I still feel you here, and I am grateful. There have been no ghosts in my forest since all Hallowtide, I tell you. I turn and I walk towards you because it is through you that I find most answers. And here he is in all his glory. He is not a ghost, though. He is my favorite kind of thing. A thing that is unidentifiable. A thing that has not ever existed before this moment. I pace around you as you still sit in the snow. Perhaps you are lying down. Do as you please. But listen as I continue to speak. My King of Swords. I feared him. And through fearing him, I dreamed him into being. Isn't he magnificent? He takes his sword from the ground and slams it into the snow. The ground shakes from the force, and I am thrown to my feet. Try it again, he says gently to my mind. I lay back, and though I feel the cold of the snow against my skin, it does not bother me. I have accepted it, and so I like it. <laughs> I laugh deeply because he's right. I didn't give him a true answer. My king of swords. I feared him. 
and I brought him here to my story, because someone somewhere created tarot cards, and this card inspired me with fear, and so he is real to me. And now he is real to others. So at the end of the day, what is the difference? He is magnificent because people are amazing. People are incredible. People come from the world. And the world is amazing and incredible. I am fortunate to be a part of it. How wonderful that I can be a part of it. How wonderful that you listening can be a part of it. As these thoughts began to break my mind just a little bit, he floated towards me. He leaned forward, and because he floats on the air, his body lifted itself parallel to the earth, parallel to me. Hovering over me, he said, Power, leadership, authority, intellect, strength, justice, respect, patience, conviction, truth. He sighed. It is a heavy burden to carry. Start with truth. You know it already. Give your true self to the world. The fear, this horrible laughing kind of fear that I let take over many of my days and nights, subsided as I allowed the revelation to confidently float up through my lungs and up my throat and out of my mouth, easy as breathing. I do give my true self to the world. For a moment the forest disappears, but you're still with me, listener. Only I am not lying in the snow now, I am sitting at a table. You are sitting across from me. I look you in the eyes and I am afraid, but I do not look away. There is a computer between us and a microphone. You look over to the computer screen and you see some words. These words. You look back over to me, and my skin is blue and my eyes are yellow, and my hair is silver, and my smile is large, and you scream at first. Because I am terrifying, but then you smile. Because I am calm. And I hope you are too. The trees appear again, and we sit across from each other, you and I, with a deck of tarot cards between us. The King of Swords... The card, for the real one has disappeared for now, sits and still looks up at us. Close to him are the cards indicating offer, luck, moving forward, opportunity. I'm glad you and I shared this story. Was it a story? Was it a conversation? At any rate, it was true, and that was what I felt was needed this week. That is what the King of Swords reminds me. Tonight I do not fear him. He is still here. I walked to my frozen lake 
and indeed there was a great crack in the surface, leading to a deep hole in the ice where he emerged from, frozen underneath waiting to be called on, reminding me that people are magnificent, and he is too, and so am I, and so are you. It is simple and silly, but the truth often is. These woods are magnificent too, aren't they? Sparkling in the darkness, the trees, the snow. The sky is so clear that the stars sparkle too, and the waning moon is a great big smile. <laughs> I laugh at how unbelievably sweet the world can be sometimes. Good night, my friend. Thank you. Dear friends, hello and welcome once more to another episode of On a Dark Cold Night. This is Kristen Zaza speaking. I'm the writer, host, performer, composer, producer, etc. behind the podcast. How are you? Hanging in there, taking care of yourselves, getting lots of rest, I hope. First and foremost, let's take a quick moment here to chat about NordVPN. What is a VPN? Well, a VPN is a virtual private network, which NordVPN describes on its website as a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online. All important things, right? Well, listeners of the show can get 68% off NordVPN. It's only $3.71 a month, plus you can get an additional four months free at nordvpn.com goodnight. Or you can just go to checkout and use my coupon code by entering goodnight in the description box. Again, that's nordvpn.com goodnight, or offer code goodnight. Moving on to some listener thank yous. I want to send a huge thanks to a new patron who pledged a monthly amount in support of the show on Patreon this week. That person is the wonderful Gabby Grice. Gabby, thank you so much for your support. It really means the world to me. If you're interested in supporting via Patreon, all my patrons there receive access to my downloadable, ever-growing soundtrack of the show. If you'd like to receive this perk, head on over to patreon.com slash darkcoldnight to learn more. Actually, just a fun little holiday heads up, if you are a Patreon patron of either On a Dark Cold Night or of the Sonar Network, then keep an eye out for a little holiday bonus material coming at you later this month, specifically for me, December 19th. But the 12 Days of Sonar event is beginning December 12th, so keep an eye out. Getting back to ways you can support the show, uh, if you'd like to donate one time instead of monthly and don't want to receive the soundtrack perk, you can buy me one or more metaphorical coffees at ko-fi.com slash darkcoldnight. And as always, we have t-shirts and hoodies for On a Dark Cold Night available at bonfire.com slash on-a-dark-cold-night. Also sending a big thanks and shout out to our latest iTunes review, who left us a five-star rating and some very lovely words of support. Big thanks to Matabar from the US. Thank you so much for sharing the word about the show, Matabar. I'm very grateful for your kindness. 
If you'd like to support the show in a similar way, it really helps out the podcast to leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, or anywhere else you like. And if you'd like to keep up to date with the show via social media, you can follow me on Twitter at DarkColdNight, Instagram at DarkColdNightPodcast, and on my Facebook or YouTube pages just called On a Dark Cold Night. Thank you very much for being here again this week, listening to my voice. I had to write a bit more of a personal episode this week. I'm still exploring this forest and the spirits within it, so I hope that you enjoy exploring it with me. Wishing you love and light, my friends. Sweet dreams. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar.